Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy, how are you this morning? Doing good, Eric. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. I, uh, to the listening audience, Jeremy and I were wrestling with some technology stuff this morning, which that's always fun, right? I mean, that's it's a it's a really yeah. good time when things aren't working and, and it's not stressful exactly. at all or frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doing it virtually too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. we got to figure it out. You we know did. what you're doing. Yep, you're loud and clear. Yep. Your voice sounds great, and uh, we're oh, yeah. and ready to go on this podcast. It's amazing what happens when you unplug and replug again. Oh, don't tell everybody the secret. I mean, that's, that's all true. the IT people are like, wait a second, how are we going to get paid? So, yeah. Sorry. Well, if only you could fix your retirement that way. Yeah, exactly. Unplug the retirement accounts. Plug them. No, please don't do that. Please don't <laughs> unplug anything. Talk to a professional. I am not a professional. I'm just some guy on a podcast. Jeremy is mm-hmm. a professional. So talk to him about what you can do about this. Uh, I know today's topic is keeping your retirement safe, and that's keeping your hands away from the plug, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't, I feel like some, some people out there, and I, I bet there's a lot of people that feel like their retirement's on life support right now, um, especially yeah. with everything that you just don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're not trying to pull the plug. So what are we talking about today? Obviously this is a big topic. Yeah. Well, it's, it all started. I read a great article, a guy named Harry Margolis. He's a, a lawyer and he was writing an article called the three biggest risks to retirement planning and how to avoid them. So mm-hmm. I thought uh, we ought to share that with our audience here. And a great article in the Investments and Wealth Monitor. So just an interesting uh, magazine I get every couple months from the Investments and Wealth Institute. I get that as part of uh, being a CIMA, Certified Investment Management Analyst. So, you know, it's a a good first tip. Uh, If you're working with an advisor or interviewing an advisor to work with, ask them, how do you keep up to date? You know, what journals are you reading? Mm -hmm. What conferences are you going to? You know, did you start 30 years ago and you haven't picked up a book since then? You know, how are you keeping up to date? Because the things change all the time. That's right. We hear Betamax is making a comeback. I mean, no, not really. One day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and that's just yeah. it. You know, this is, I know that you have your finger on the pulse of all the things that are going on in the retirement world and just investing in general. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that that's, well, that's also one of the reasons you decided to start this podcast is to be able to give that knowledge to your listeners. So when it yeah. comes to this article, obviously, um, Harry, and I'm not even going to try his last name at this point because you did a beautiful job of it, but Harry had a lot to say. Where do we start with this? Yeah, we'll link to that article in the show notes. Uh, and what's interesting about his idea about these are the three biggest risks. You ask any investor off the street, they'd probably say, well, the stock market dropping. He doesn't even mention that at all. Really? Uh, the three risks he talks about have nothing to do with stocks and bonds and, and money uh, in a way where you normally think about it. Uh, the three that he say uh, that he says are the three biggest risks to your retirement are long-term care, mm-hmm. so just needing some extra help, uh, and you know wherever that goes, protection from scams. You know, there's a lot of scam wow. artists out there, mm-hmm. and they sure know how to get a hold of uh, people as they get older. And an interesting one for you is remarriage. Wow, remarriage is a is a could be a a, a risk to your retirement. Yeah, well. <laughs> I think that that could be a huge risk, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But mm-hmm. two out of those three, I I would never even have guessed would be in that article. So, yeah. I mean, long-term care, we've spoken about it before, and mm-hmm. I know that we're going to touch on it now. But the other two, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So let's dive into it. And uh, right. we'll start with the one that he started with first, which is long-term care mm-hmm. costs, really. Actually, he said long-term care costs. The cost of the care is a big hit to your retirement. 
And uh, just think about it. Uh, we've all got stories. We all know people that um, needed an assisted living facility, uh, nursing home, uh, Alzheimer's care, all kinds of things there. And you hear it all over the board, five grand a month, 10 grand a month, 12 grand a month. You hear these big numbers mm -hmm. that uh, I can't imagine too many people being able to sustain that for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, just that outlay going out every single month. So the cost of long-term care is a, is a big risk to your retirement. Yeah. And I love that he talks about it being a risk to your retirement and not as a risk to your inheritance. Because usually that's the way people think about it is I don't want the nursing home to get mom's money. Uh, then there goes my inheritance. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just about uh, the nursing home. And you know what? They ought to get paid if they're providing the care. And mm -hmm. it's not about your inheritance. If there's a husband and wife there and the first person goes into uh, some sort of facility and needs some sort of care, that's going to cost a lot of money. Uh, what if uh, he, and I'll say he, because usually it might be the, the husband that's older, he gets and needs the care first, he dies. Uh, but now there's, what, 100 grand, 200 grand or more out the door. You know, what's going to happen to the wife here? She's got lower Social Security. Uh, she might have less coming in on a pension. And you just had to spend all this much money to take care of the first person that's mm -hmm. passed on and, and gone. So I, I love that he talks about the cost of long-term care is actually a big risk to your retirement. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. Again, most people just don't think about that as far as mm -hmm. you know, being the second to die, or, or I think that's how it's termed, um, or mm -hmm. being the survivor. I mean, that that's really tough. And then you've also spoken on other podcasts. We're not going to dip into it too much, but when your partner dies, you're suddenly single. You're now single, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times you're in a, a different tax bracket, which means your taxes kind of go up when your income actually goes down. So that's that's yeah, all scary. Exactly. So yep. That's exactly it. So if you're someone that's uh, looking at it with your spouse, uh, you're just on your own there trying to figure out uh, what you need to do with um, your long-term care, we just want you to have a plan. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you might be husband and wife trying to figure this out. Or you might be one of the kids saying, oh my goodness, my parents are going to need this, uh, this help out there. We want you to have a plan. You don't necessarily need to buy the insurance, but you need to have a plan. And we've got three things for you to think about. Number one is who will take care of you? right? If you're married, is it going to be your spouse? Is it going to be one of, the, one of the kids? Number two is where will you live? Can you be cared for in the home you're in mm -hmm. now? A lot of people, you get to be 80 years old or so, you're still in the house that you bought with your first kid uh, on the way, you know, 60 years ago. Uh, maybe it hasn't kept up with the times and as far as being uh, accessible to somebody that might need some extra levels mm -hmm. of care. So think about number two, where will you live? And then number three is how will you pay for it? So it's, it's going to get paid for some way. Uh, if you've got money, it'll get paid for out of that. If you've got an insurance policy, it might get paid for out of that. If you have nothing, the government's going to pay for it. But if the government's paying for it, they've got a lot more say about uh, who's going to take care of you and where you're going to live. So a little bit of a trade-offs there if you let the government uh, end up being the people that, that pay for your care. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a lot of times kids get a little hung up on you know, the, the family home, right? And, and it's mm -hmm. no, there's nothing wrong with the sentiment and the sentimentality yeah. of, you know, mom and dad still live in the home that I grew up in and, oh, so many good memories. And there are songs written about, you know, the home that we grew up in, so on and so forth. But bottom line is, Jeremy, I'll, a little confession time, I'm 46 and my wife and I are already talking about it'd be nice to have a ranch, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I got three sets of stairs <laughs> in my house and I'm getting tired of yeah. climbing those stairs all the time. And I'm 46. So, yeah. 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, hopefully the kids understand and and you know when the, it's time for mom and dad to make that move to a smaller place and it's more accessible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, leading into maybe long term care later on down the road, which would make it a little bit easier for them to stay in a home instead of having to go to a facility. Uh, but yeah. again, each person's situation is different. Well, I love that you say that with um, long-term care insurance is what you're referring to just right there, allowing you to stay in the home. A lot yes. of people call this nursing home insurance, uh, and it doesn't actually keep you out of the nursing home in there. If you have the long-term care, it a lot of times helps you stay in the home the way that you want to be. And really the reason um, where it comes down to this, I'm uh, going to talk about where uh, a lot of times we like to joke about the long-term care insurance being like stubborn old man insurance. Uh, (laughs) You you need the long-term care no matter what, but if you're a stubborn old man, you're probably going to say, no, thanks. I don't need it. I'm not going to pay for it. You know, when the doctor says you need some care and you're the one has to pay for it, you're going to start thinking about all the reasons why you can do it on your own. You don't need to pay somebody else Mm -hmm. uh, to do it. And when you're in that situation, usually things just get worse until something big happens. And then you go straight to the nursing home. You know, if you had actually just gotten the long-term care, could have had in-home care, somebody coming to help you out with whatever it is, you might've been able to stay there longer. Uh, I saw this exact same thing, uh, exact thing happened with my wife's grandpa, right? Uh, Grandpa's getting up there into nineties and probably need a little bit of help. What, you know, whatever it was, um, Mm -hmm. could have been, uh, for everyone, it's all kinds of different things, medications, making sure you don't leave the gas stove on, make sure you actually... Uh, eat your food at the right time and mm-hmm. put it away. That kind of just different, all kinds of care that you could get in your home. So of course, didn't get it because uh, you would have had to pay for it. Then all of a sudden things get worse. Something big happens and he went straight to the nursing home. And that's where he lived for the last uh, few months of his life. And, that, and that's pretty common. That's pretty common. So what we like about and what we call the long-term care insurance, more like stubborn old man insurance, is because when you go to the doctor and he says you need the care, but somebody else is paying for it, of course you're going to go get the care. Exactly. Somebody else is paying for it. You've been paying the insurance company for 20, 30 years. It's about time they pay you. So we love the idea. Just get even a small policy. Uh, we've got a couple clients uh, just going through, trying to decide as part of the plan, what should you do here? And they just really bought a small policy, just enough to get coverage. Like, give me the minimum. And the big reason had to do with uh, they're going to get the care when they need it. And what's also nice too, a lot of these long-term care companies, they have a long-term care coordinator. You know, how many times have you gone shopping for um, nursing home needs or assisted living facilities or different types of in-home care? Maybe once in your life, and this is probably the one time, and you're not an expert at it. So uh, having the long-term care insurance policy oftentimes gives you this uh, care coordinator Mm -hmm. that will help you out, help you out, help the kids out. Uh, They're going to be happier with mom and dad because they know someone's checking up on them with their meds, with staying safe all kinds of stuff. You're going to be happier because you're actually staying at home longer. You know, sometimes uh, just get the minimum uh, as a way just to give you a little kickstart, get a, more of a kick in the rear to actually go get the, the care you need when you do need it. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's, Jeremy, I'm the stubborn old man. I, I'm the stubborn old man right now. I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I look at things. Wait like 40 that. years. Exactly, yeah. right? I, I'm not going to pay somebody to fix it. I can do that. And I just don't see that mm-hmm. mindset leaving until... A, I win, you know, a Powerball, which I never buy tickets, so that's not going to happen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or something else happens like, okay, I, I physically can't do it anymore, and hopefully my pride wouldn't get in the way, but I'm not guaranteeing anything. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's tough to, to yep. see that kind of decline, and, and none of us want to face it, but 
bottom line is I think the, the statistic is around 70% of us are going to need long-term care. Yeah, that's exactly it. I've said it before and it just, the way I make it concrete for myself to know that I need to get long-term care insurance is the fact that my wife and I go out to dinner with another couple. There's four of us sitting at the table. Three of us are probably mm-hmm. going to need long-term care roughly. Yep. And that's, yep. well, just 2.8, not quite a full three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One of us only needs part-time full care. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we want you to figure out this long-term care. One of the big three risks, according to Harry Margolis. Uh, I I agree with him on this one. I'm I'm right on with that one. I think so. Uh, So the idea is let's get a plan. And that's number one, who's going to take care of you? Number two, where will you live? Number three, how will you pay for it? We don't think you absolutely need to buy insurance. You don't have to buy insurance, but you really ought to have a plan Although we do recommend just have a little bit, have something, you know, maybe you have more of long-term care insurance, uh, talk to your advisor about what makes the most sense. Uh, but our, our goal here is to help you figure out your plan before you become a stubborn old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be a big thing. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, let's move on to number two, protection from scams. Uh, a lot of them are identity theft related. That's probably the one you think about, right? You know, uh, someone takes your credit card info, uh, takes your email and stuff online and then go out and buy some things on there. Uh, but some of them are more like manipulation type of tactics, right? Where they uh, call you up and say that um, I'm your grandson. I need some help. Mm-hmm. Wire me some money, or I'm a you know a missionary in Africa. I need some help. Well, all kinds of different scams uh, that are out there, um, you know, th- through the internet, especially through phone calls. Right? They're still cold calling, mm-hmm. <laughs> just random people trying to see uh, see what hits. So a, a couple of suggestions that Harry makes here is uh, get a durable power of attorney. Because the thought is that uh, you get a little bit older, maybe you're having trouble uh, taking care of your finances. Unless you've given the permission to somebody else legally beforehand, it's not like your kids can all of a sudden show up and take over, right? If They, they maybe could, but that takes a lot of court situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good luck uh, with that. That's going to be quite a hassle. So get that durable power of attorney is what he suggests. Maybe even have a joint account. Uh, with your, your kids, maybe have your checking account, put the, the kids on there, one of the kids as a as joint owner mm-hmm. on that. That gets a little dicey because then you're maybe having a little privacy. Maybe you don't want to share so much with the kids. Uh, who knows? But that's a, a good a good suggestion. Uh, or another way you could go without actually putting your kid's name on the account, just grant them online access, right? Mm-hmm. For uh, for my wife with uh, one of her accounts, I have uh, online access so I can uh, view it. It's just her retirement account and... I do that so I can update our spreadsheet without mm-hmm. having to get yep. her to log in, but I can't transact on that. Uh, maybe you can set it up with your, your kids so that they can view what's going on. And if something turns out to be a little bit fishy, maybe they can um, you know, show up and talk to you and try to try to figure that one out. So that, mm-hmm. I like that one, the online access idea where they can view what's going on uh, with there or get identity theft protection. Maybe there's a way you can get some identity theft protection. Uh, we're part of the Thrivent Advisor Network. Uh, Thrivent Financial has a member benefit where you can get some free identity theft protection. So we'll put that in the show notes. That might be a good way to get some identity theft protection. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be and great. And just be aware. Yeah, just be aware of some of the different scams that are out there. Uh, we Energies is the uh, utility company out here in Milwaukee area, and they've got a great webpage uh, about different scams that are out there. They've got some warnings about it. A lot of times these scams come through trying to look like it's an official type of situation. Mm-hmm. The IRS or maybe the, the power company, right? Somebody calls you up, says, send me some money. Or I'm shutting off your power. You know, that's, a, that's something you might pay attention to. Yeah. Oftentimes that's a scam. Uh, so uh, we've got a great uh, resource 
through We Energies that we're gonna put on there uh, that talks about the different scams that might be out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and, Jeremy, I'll, I'll add one more to the list that's actually um, something I'm going through right now. Today, in fact, I get to deal with this. I purchased something online and from a website, and I'm mm-hmm. at this point now. I'm convinced the website is fraudulent. I think the website's oh, a geez. scam. Um, oh, I spent sixty-two dollars and eighty cents, and I have not received any uh, confirmation or shipping yep. ar- arrangement or anything from this, this site. Yep. I have emailed. I have called. Nobody answers the mm-hmm. phone. You know, oh, and geez. you kind of find out that's a little bit late sometimes. So now I get to call my bank and say, look, I think this is a fraudulent site yeah. and go through that rigmarole. But the mm-hmm. other thing is, is that it would be very easy for me just to forget about that. Now, I'm, I'm right. really looking forward to the product, so I'm not going to forget about it. But, yeah. you know, it, as I get older, I, I kind of see that could be an issue if I'm just, you know, right now I can't find my keys a lot of the time. So, I mean, I could yeah. be forgetting that I ordered something and then there's $62.80 that's just gone mm-hmm. and I completely forget about it. Well, just like you're saying there, it's uh, you don't have to be old to get scammed. Anybody can get uh, scammed. Yep. So it's good to be on the lookout for that. It's not just uh, old age that could be the problem, but sometimes it's health issues mm-hmm. too. Uh, we were just talking to a client a, a week or two ago whose uh, sister has had some bad health issues. And just with those bad health issues, uh, her, her kind of brain has been changed a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's a little bit susceptible, I think, to some of these different uh, scam artists. I don't know how they figure this out. They must have some club where they're just passing along people's uh, information. Uh, but she just keeps getting scammed by get-rich-quick get schemes or uh, buy our product so that you can resell it and then you know buy the course to sell the product, buy the coaching to sell the product, all these things. Like this this lady, uh, she's not. I don't even think she drives. Like She's not going to go out there and be selling different things uh, to people. Uh, mm-hmm. But here she is uh, buying all these different uh, products from things online or through the, the phone. Um, it's, it's a sad situation. And, and thankfully, uh, the sister here has, has got a little bit of, of access to the different accounts so she can spot it, try to work with it on her uh, sister's behalf. Uh, but I don't think she has the durable power of attorney because that's stuff you got to set up uh, ahead of time uh, to do that. So it's a little bit tougher for her. So good advice from, uh, Harry here in the, in the article about ways to protect yourself uh, from the scams. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, number three, one, the last very one. Interesting. Yeah. The very yeah. interesting. Remarriage. Yeah, remarriage. Uh, remarriage is, uh, is uh, a risk, uh, according to Harry here. Uh, and I, I didn't know about that at first, but then I started thinking about it. And, and actually, it's not even just remarriage. Uh, a lot of times, uh, we, we've got clients that are you know, 60, 70, 80. Uh, a lot of times, you, you know, get married in your 20s. You've got a, a family. Uh, somebody passes away. You're retired. Uh, and you, you do meet somebody else. But sometimes, you just don't bother even getting married again. Right, mm-hmm. that just seems to be happening more and more. So that that type of stuff, uh, that's even a risk, right? And you think, oh, everything's separate. Well, not necessarily, right? What if you um, have a house together? You know, if you don't have a prenuptial agreement, or what's called a cohabitation agreement, you you might be living in the house that your um, you know your friend, your close friend there that you live with, uh, it's in their name, right? What happens when they pass on, mm-hmm. and then their kids inherit it, right? There's all kinds of uh, different things that, that happen there. So he, he related a story about someone who's a, you know, dad has a girlfriend for 20 plus years. They've got the house together, but it was in her name. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was in his name. So when he died, the kids got it, kicked out the, kicked out the, the life partner, right? Mm. She got kicked out. She'd been living there for 20 years. Well, they had no prenup, no cohabitation agreement. So a lot of times you feel like, well, we're just uh, together. We're not actually married. That, that, that makes things a little bit easier. That, that could make things harder on yeah. down the line. 
So he, he suggests even then having some sort of legal agreement about a lot of these different things. I mean, that's a big risk. You get kicked out and you're homeless, basically, when you're 80 years old. That's, that's, a, that's a big deal. Yeah, or, or if and maybe the flip side of that coin, and I don't know if he addresses this in the, in the article, but, um, you know, maybe grandpa thinks that it's, it's okay and they've been, you know, dating for 20 some odd years or, or 15 years or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but everything's going to be fine because we're not married and so we don't have to split assets. But I think there's still yep. some common law wife and husband and wife things in certain states, isn't there? Yeah, that could be. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak know. for uh, yeah. 49 other states besides Wisconsin, but uh, that's, that's exactly it. Uh, you don't have to be married to go to a state lawyer and figure out some of this stuff. So it's a, a wise choice to uh, figure this out. Yeah. Or if you do get married, a lot of times you get you get remarried and, and uh, he had kids, she had kids. You know, what are the expectations oh for inheritance? Yeah. You know, do they expect, you know, dad's money to go down to his kids and mom's money to go down to her kids? Uh, is it going to each other? Those are big conversations that need to be had. Uh, we've got in my uh, family kind of a, a legendary story about the aunt and uncle. They had uh, lots of money, millions of dollars. I don't know exactly how much, but had a lot of money. But when uh, she died, he got remarried. So he got remarried, got a new wife. Then he died. All his money went to the new wife. Mm. None of the money went to his kids. So he had all the assets. He married somebody new. He died shortly thereafter. She all of a sudden got the money. So his kids got iced out of it. And then when she died, her kids, who had nothing to do with the guy. I don't know how often, how many times did you even meet uh, the guy that left you millions of dollars? whatever it was. So that's a, a big deal, right? This is kind of a, a legendary story for, you know, I can just see why that's a, that's a big deal. Uh, it just doesn't seem quite right, but that's what the law was. And that's, uh, whether they intended to or not, that's how, uh, it went down. Yeah. That's so yeah. sad because somebody's legacy, right? Somebody, somebody worked really, really hard to mm-hmm. build that up. And I'm sure that the intention at some point was to bless his family or bless mm-hmm. her family, you know, whoever it is, but, Man, that, that's, I'm sorry, that's just sad. That's frustrating. Yeah, and, and maybe that's the way that it was uh, supposed to be. I mean, that's what he really wanted. Uh, seems a little doubtful, though. Um, yeah. But it, even if it was, if that was true the way he wanted to make it happen, uh, to pr- uh, protect and provide for his, his new wife, he could have set up some trust, could have done all kinds of mm-hmm. things to say, well, while she's alive, she can stay in the house, she can draw some income, we don't want to kick her out. Uh, but, you know, this is money that was in this particular family, uh, when she's passed on, let's keep it in that same family. There's there's ways to do that. And yeah. I, I get it. I get why remarriage is one of these big risks to your retirement, or maybe it's more of a risk to the inheritance uh, in a way. Uh, but it's it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting thing, too, uh, last uh, couple stories here for you is that, uh, and this, this is even for people that um, didn't even get remarried. We've We've seen it where there's some older single women, and the three I'm thinking of right now, Older single women uh, didn't really have kids. And then all of a sudden, maybe a neighbor uh, got a little bit more involved in the finances than you would expect out of a neighbor. Mm. Or maybe um, they start dating somebody new and that person gets a little bit more involved in the finances than you would expect out of someone you, you just started dating uh, you know, a few months ago. And so it's interesting where uh, these all happen uh, in just in my career about 10 to 15 years ago. Thankfully, there's some laws out there we'll talk about that's going to help out with some of this. But all of a sudden when um, somebody, and just all three of these happen to be uh, females, which I guess, you know, maybe happens when you're 75, 80, there's just more ladies around by that mm-hmm. time. Yep. Uh, so that's just the way it worked out. Uh, but all of a sudden these three, uh, three women, uh, they just start calling up and asking for things a little differently. Like things just sounded different. 
Uh, they're asking for bigger dollar amounts, uh, having more and different kind of questions. And then all of a sudden you hear somebody in the background kind of telling them what to say, mm-hmm. right? These, uh, they're getting a lot more influence from somebody new in their life, whether it's a neighbor or someone they're dating. Uh, that just seemed a little bit odd. Uh, and unfortunately at the time, there just wasn't too much you could really do. Uh, there is now, thankfully, uh, the government's come up with this idea called a trusted contact form. So when you're 50, 60, 70, when you uh, know you're of sound mind, uh, mind and body, mm-hmm. you know things are, are doing well, if you got somebody you trust, you know, your, your nephew, uh, one of your kids, uh, you can put their name down on a trusted contact form uh, at your accounts. And it's saying that when the advisor all of a sudden realizes things just are, are, are going fishy, something's going on, somebody's unduly influencing mom or dad or, or whomever, then we can call out, we can reach out to this trusted contact person. Because you said last year or 20 years ago, whatever it was, hey, I trust them. Mm-hmm. If things just, uh, if there's some sort of scam, some, something, something going on, reach out to them to try to uh, check up on me, right? We can't tell them, hey, guess what? Mom's got 125,000. But we yeah. can say, something's going on here. Uh, it seems like somebody's really influencing your parents uh, about their money. Can you check up on them? Try to figure uh, that kind of stuff out. So uh, that trusted contact form, well worth it to, to set up at your accounts, figuring out either a prenuptial or a cohabitation agreement or a trust. You know, when you're in a different relationship than perhaps your first marriage, you know, the one you had your kids with and you're in retirement, well worth it. You don't get to skip the estate planning part. It's mm-hmm. important, maybe even more so important at that point in time because you've already built up a lot of different assets. You've yep. built up a legacy that you want to pass on. Uh, definitely worth looking into. Yeah. Qu- quick question about the contact form. Tr- you said trusted contact form. Is that mm-hmm. primarily just for uh, working with an advisor or do banks have that as well? I mean, who who can read off of that trusted contact form? That's a good question. You know, I, I do not know that one about the banks. I don't know. I know for a fact any investment type of account. So if you got a uh, a brokerage account, you got your IRA, 401k, if you've got an advisor, that type of stuff, uh, look into that trusted uh, contact form. That's a good one. I'm going to look that one up and we'll have it um, kind of an update for you because we yeah, write a blog. I think we could probably uh, kind of based on this one. Or, yeah, or, or the blog. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Thank Great. you. You bet. Anything else for today? That's it. Uh, we, we think retirement, just like life, is full of risks. Uh, and so amazing is that these three big risks uh, that Harry talked about have nothing to do with stocks and bonds. Mm-hmm. They have everything to do with planning around these different uh, parts of life that could derail your retirement. So you yeah. you need a trusted advisor, uh, some that's walked through these conversations before with other people. Be happy to be one of those. Love to talk to uh, everyone. You can check us out at KyleFP, K-E-I-L-F-P uh, dot com. Perfect. And like Jeremy said, we'll have a link to the blog that Harry Margolis wrote, and I hope I said that correctly, Harry. Forgive me if I didn't, uh, but we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Jeremy, great podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing this information. Thank you, Eric. You bet. And the last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And think about it right now. If if this is a hard conversation to have with your parents or an aunt and uncle that you love dearly and you just you're just not sure if everything's going well or if maybe you know they could use a little help, this is a great easy way to share this and then maybe begin that conversation. Share the podcast, let them listen to it and then check in with them and say, "Hey, what you think?" 
And uh, hopefully that'll start a conversation and, and you can you can help them out in these later years. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. Content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 